This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, November 30th. Brought to you by Robble AgriFinance. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. California's climate plan troubling for livestock. Alfalfa under attack. Rail impasse gets House vote. CARB's climate goals for livestock are, quote, troubling. California Cattlemen's Association is concerned about the inconsistent approach to livestock grazing in the 2022 climate scoping plan. The Air Resources Board released the final draft of the climate blueprint earlier this month and will likely adopt it next month. The Cattlemen's Association calls it troubling that the plan promotes investments in cutting enteric emissions from livestock, but also pushes for plant-based and cell-cultured products as alternatives to livestock products. The plan recognizes the value of grazing to reduce fuel loads for wildfires and to support carbon sequestration of the soil. Remember, the California Farm Bureau commissioned a study that raises alarms over the plan's goal for transitioning 20% of agriculture to organic. Farm groups underscore the value of alfalfa and drought. The Family Farm Alliance and the California Farm Water Coalition have issued a white paper outlining the importance of alfalfa production in the West. Federal agencies are under pressure to cut the water supply to alfalfa farmers, that to account for declining conditions in the Colorado River Basin, according to the groups. Reducing the acreage devoted to alfalfa may seem like an easy fix to save water, said Dan Keppen, who directs the alliance. But a decision to do so has bigger ramifications for our nation's food supply. He argued that it would drive up prices for beef, milk, yogurt, and other dairy products. Mike Wade, who directs the coalition, added that Arizona and California can double the alfalfa yields of most other states, which makes it unlikely to make up for the lost production elsewhere. Large Dairy Cooperative buys out global supplier. California Dairies, Inc., CDI, the state's largest farmer-owned cooperative, announced plans yesterday to acquire Dairy America, a marketing cooperative supplying dairy ingredients. CDI President and CEO Brad Anderson said the move will unlock significant synergies and improve efficiencies. We'll have more. AgriPulse Daybreak West after this. When you work with Rambo AgriFinance, you get the global knowledge and financial strength of one of the world's largest and most innovative food and ag lenders. Tools essential to realizing your aspirations. Discover how an unmatched network of local and sector experts can help you confront agriculture's challenges and seize the opportunities that lie ahead. Learn more and contact us at www.roboag.com. Creating value, connecting vision, Robo AgriFinance. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak West. Reclamation commits to funding Salt and Sea Projects, California Water Conservation. The Bureau of Reclamation announced yesterday that it would provide $22 million in funding to mitigate pollution from the toxic Salton Sea and $228 million to California water agencies for implementing water conservation projects if the state commits to voluntarily conserving 400,000 acre feet of 
Colorado River water annually. The agreement, however, still hinges on approval by the Imperial Irrigation District Board of Directors, which is set to meet today. The Coquitella Valley Water District will also receive some funding under the plan. Now, both agencies would need to begin their conservation efforts next year. Keep this in mind. California water officials repeatedly expressed their desire for more salt and sea funding in negotiations over Colorado River water cuts. Reclamation's proposal is meant to satisfy that request. House set to vote to block rail strike. The House will vote today on legislation that would avert a crippling rail strike by imposing a contract on dissenting unions. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer of Maryland told reporters he was very sympathetic to the issue of sick leave for railroad personnel. But he also said the measure ought to get strong bipartisan support given the threat of a strike that would pose on the U.S. economy. Keep it in mind. The impact of a potential strike would start early for fertilizer shippers since ammonia shipments would have to be pulled off of the network five days before a strike were to begin. That means rail carriers could not take shipment of ammonia by Sunday, even though a strike wouldn't start till December 9th, Fertilizer Institute CEO Corey Rosenbush told reporters. Now take note, the National Grain and Feed Association President and CEO Mike Seifert said a strike would also hit livestock producers that solely rely on rail for feed shipments. We'd have severe shortages of feed in a very rapid period of time, Seifert said. U.S. Rice gets bump up in promotional funds. U.S. Rice groups have been awarded million in funding for USDA's market access program and foreign market development in FY23. That's just a 1% increase, but the money is sorely needed, according to USA Rice. With our smaller crop this year, it's even more important that we provide promotional support to U.S. brands and importers and overseas markets to prevent market share loss and other rice exporters, said USA Rice President and CEO Betsy Ward. Given the myriad challenges the rice industry is facing, this funding could not come at a better time. Eyeing the future of ultra-processed foods. Ultra-processed foods, which account for over half of the daily calories consumed by adults in the U.S., Canada, and Britain, have received growing attention for their potential negative health impacts. A new research note from Rabobank says there's a lot at stake for food companies if consumer interest in the nutrition issue increases. Foods are considered ultra-processed when manufacturing extracts, substances from commodities, and alters them with chemicals and additives. Nicholas Faraday, Rabobank Executive Director of Food and Consumer Trends, says a move away from ultra-processed products would benefit producers of fruits, vegetables, fresh meat, and dairy products. USDA has included the relationship of ultra-processed foods and weight gain at a possible area of research for the panel of experts that advise on the next dietary guidelines for Americans. That's expected in 2026. FDA's new regulations for healthy food claims likely also will address the level of processing in foods. There is too much at stake for food companies not to play a role and be a part of any potential solution 
if consumers are concerned about the foods, according to Faraday. Besides, if consumers do move against highly processed foods ahead of the science, companies will have to follow suit. Faraday also notes, with rising GDP per capita, greater urbanization, and an insatiable consumer appetite for inexpensive, convenient forms of food, the world will need more processed foods, not less, in the future. Finally, here's today's She Said It. I know how stressed everyone is when they get yet another form to fill out. That CDFA Secretary Karen Ross urging farmers and ranchers to fill out their USDA census questionnaires. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, November 30th. Brought to you by Robo AgriFinance. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Dowling.